Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. You got that? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And with that statement, he introduces the creation story. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Amen. I'd like to speak to you today on the subject, let there be light. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. As I mentioned, as I read my text, Genesis 1 and 1 introduces the subject of the story of creation. Rather than insisting on a gap between verses 1 and 2, it is common in the book of Genesis to introduce a theme with a single sentence. God created the heavens and the earth by his word. Hebrews 11.3 tells us through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And then we learn that God upholds all things by the word of his power. He created all things by his word. And he sustains all things by his word. Genesis 1 and 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Without form, formless. Perhaps it is implied in the original language that it was a chaotic condition in that world. It was devoid of life. It was an empty planet. And darkness enveloped the entire world. The coming earth was at first desolate, formless, lifeless. But then in verse two, it tells us that last sentence, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And when God's spirit moved, soon God's voice would speak. The creative spirit of God, the principle of all life, which worked upon this formless, lifeless Mass, separating, quickening, preparing the living forms of life, calling them into being by the creative power of his word. The psalmist said in Psalm 33, 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, there was no sun, there was no moon, and there were no stars, but there was light. The sun, moon, and stars were all created on the fourth creative day, Genesis 1, 14 through 19. We can read God's word but outside of his word, we cannot really read his holy mind. But one thing we know for sure is that in the order of creation, 
God reminded us that he is greater than what he created. And he is not dependent on the creation to bring into being what he speaks. Amen. Now, throughout human history, according to the Bible and history, Romans 1 and 25, men and women worship the creature or the created thing rather than the creator who is blessed forever. All throughout history, men and women have worshiped the sun and the moon and the stars. But light predated the sun and the moon and the stars. In verse 4, God tells us, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. He made evening and morning as the first, second, third day, and so on, before there was a sun. Think about that for a few minutes. Now, these days seem to be 24-hour periods of time, approximately, because they are described as evening and morning. One commentator said that God's face is always toward the light, evening toward morning. That's the way God described this. He called the light day. He called the darkness night. And the evening and morning, verse 5 says, were the first day. To make things even more interesting, before there was a sun, God created plant life. Don't panic. It was a process. Genesis 1 and 2, again, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Into this formless, lifeless, and dark world, God introduced light. He spoke light into existence. Now, it's reasonable to ask, how is there light without the sun? That would be a good question, and you can ask God that if and when you get to heaven. As I mentioned, God did not need the sun to have light in the beginning, and the best explanation that I can give is that in the end, God will also not need the sun to have light. Revelation 21, 23 Speaking of the new Jerusalem, the holy city, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb, Jesus Christ, is the light thereof. Amen. At the end of the sixth day, creation was finished, Genesis 2 and 1, and the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. People have asked, did God continue to create? As far as we know, by his word, it was finished on the sixth day. Revelation 4.11 tells us why he created. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, they are and were created. My focus today is on the great truth that in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And God divided the light from the darkness. In the sacred scriptures, 
we are introduced to the spiritual counterparts of light and darkness. Throughout the Bible, darkness is associated with evil and goodness is associated with light. Darkness of sin describes Satan's kingdom. It is a kingdom of darkness. Satan is a ruler of the evil kingdom of darkness, but he himself transforms himself according to 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. It is a bait and switch. He is a pretender to be good when he is rotten to the core. Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Second Corinthians 4 and 3, Paul said, but if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, the God of this evil dark kingdom, hath blinded the minds of them that which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. Amen. Satan always makes sin look light and righteousness look dark. In the Garden of Eden, he showed Eve the fruit. It was pleasant to the eyes. It was a tree desired to make one wise. And she took the fruit and eat thereof. But one disobedient bite later, and mankind was plunged into the separating darkness of sin. We need to understand that Satan is behind those that according to Isaiah 5 and 40, he says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In other words, Satan's business is to make you think that good is bad and bad is good. That's what temptation is all about. But never forget, his kingdom is the kingdom of darkness, despair, sin, and eternal torment in a place of outer darkness. The Bible shows the contrast of the life of the godly and the ungodly. Proverbs 4, 18. I'm wanting you to see a biblical premise for darkness and light. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day or high noon. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. The Bible said in 2 Peter 2 and 4 that there is an end for Satan and all of his cohorts. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down into hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And he goes on to talk about the flood and about how he knows how to preserve us and reserve the wicked for destruction. Those who align themselves with Satan will share his eternal torment. The Bible said that they have a revelation, a reservation in hell. The writer Jude spoke about this in verse 13 of that single chapter book to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now, in contrast to the kingdom of darkness, 
is the kingdom of Jesus Christ, this kingdom of light. John wrote about this in John 1 and 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You can check this in various translations, but essentially when the light came, the darkness could not extinguish it. It could not stop it. In John 8 and 12, Jesus spake again unto them and said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. First John 1 and 5, this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Jesus came into the world to establish the kingdom of God in our hearts and it is the kingdom of light. Light means pure and holy. Light is clean and free from the defilement of sin. It is the transforming power of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, that transforms your, transforms your citizenship or transfers your citizenship from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The Apostle Paul spoke of the mission that God gave him in Acts 26, 18, that he was to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me, Jesus said. Colossians 1 and 12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us worthy or meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Second Corinthians 4 and 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ, who is the image, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, you servants, for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm here today, my brothers and sisters, to tell you that the same God who in the beginning in void and blackness and darkness, who said, let there be light. He spoke into the deadness of sin. He spoke into the darkness of despair. He spoke into the hopelessness of our lives. And by the gospel of Jesus Christ, he said, let there be light. Amen. 
I'm here to declare to you that it doesn't matter how dark the sin, how deep the despair, how chaotic the world. When Jesus Christ shines in your heart, there is light, there is life, amen. Into the formless, empty darkness of sin, God speaks a word, and it is my word today that it doesn't matter where you are now, let there be light. Why don't you thank him now if the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ has shined to you. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I've been assigned by the Lord an assignment that I am thankful for. To come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To speak on his behalf. And to say to you, wherever you may be today, let there be light. God is speaking into the darkness of our lives. Into the darkness of our sinful, fallen world. Let there be light. In the beginning... The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. First, the Bible said that the spirit of God moved. It could be wind. It's very interesting in Genesis. The Genesis account is mysterious and wonderful and beyond comprehension. But into this world, the spirit of God began to move. We should understand the spiritual counterpart in our day in that upper room, there was the sound of a rushing, mighty wind. But you can assure yourself that when you feel the Spirit of God begin to move, the, the breath of God, the pneuma of God, when the wind of the Spirit begins to blow, that God is getting ready to speak. You may not know what He is going to say to you, but I want to give you a clue. When you feel it happening inside of you, there is light coming. There is word coming. There is clarity coming into the darkness of your condition. When the Spirit of God moves, the voice of God will speak. The Word of God speaking into the formless chaos of your life. The Word of God speaking into the emptiness of your soul. The Word of God speaking into the darkness that may have enveloped you. God, today, speaking peace into your chaos. God today speaking fullness into your emptiness. God today speaking light into your darkness. God today speaking life into your spiritual deadness. Let there be light today in the darkness of depression. Let there be light today in the darkness of despair. The feeling of hopelessness. But there is light coming today. The psalmist said, I, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. So today, I speak light into that dark place you've been in. Of depression and feeling down. And the world closing in on you. 
but today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, his spirit is moving and his voice is speaking. Let there be light. Let there be light in the darkness of sin. John wrote to the church, 1 John 1 and 7, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. You may be in a place of darkness, but walk toward truth, walk toward life, walk toward Jesus Christ today and the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed for you on the cross will cleanse you from every sin. It doesn't matter how despicable that deed may have been. The light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ is shining into your heart today. It is driving out the darkness of sin. Psalm 119, that psalm you dread and love when you get to it. It's so long. And it's all about the Word of God, and it is amazing. But David wrote in Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of thy words give light. The entrance of thy word. You see, I have very little confidence in what I might say today, but I have incredible faith and what God would say today through his word. That's why I've not come with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Because the entrance of the word of God, it does something in a dead, dry heart. There is life that is coming. There is light that is coming. There is deliverance that is coming to you. The entrance of his words are bringing life. The Bible speaks of this last day as being a day of perplexity. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Perplexity means at a loss for a way, not knowing which way to turn, whether to go left or right or exactly what God is speaking to you. That's why I'm so thankful that in that same Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It shines for tomorrow and it shines toward eternity. It shines at the immediate and it shines to the long time future. So today I say by the word of the Lord, let there be light. In Isaiah 59 and 10, Isaiah wrote about people. They, we grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate pieces as dead men. He describes what it feels like to be spiritually dead and spiritually blind. But Isaiah wrote something else in an earlier chapter, 9 and 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Matthew quoted Isaiah when he spoke about the ministry of Jesus Christ, that if you sit in darkness today, there is a light that is shining to you. And we love and we need to quote Micah 7 and 8. Rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemy. 
When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Would you stand right now? And would you declare light into your life right now? Would you just say, in the name of Jesus Christ, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let the light shine in your heart. Let the power of God come into your spirit right now. I said, lift your voice, lift your hands, lift your heart to Almighty God.